Previously in the Bible, the sons of Israel rose out of Egypt in battle array. Moshe summoned the elders of the nation and put the words Jehovah had commanded before them. If someone hits a guy and the guy dies, the first guy dies for sure. Anyone who fucks an animal gotta die right away. <laughs> all the tools of the sanctuary, all its service, its pegs, and the pegs of the courtyard will be copper. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Yeah, welcome to episode 30, 3-0 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible with me, David Tuckman. Coming to you in front of a live audience at Beauty Bar, we're back in New York City. Each month on the show, a guest joins me and tries to read as many chapters as possible of my own personal translation of the Hebrew Bible while I make fun of it. And tonight we're reading the eighth portion of Exodus, known in, known in Hebrew as Titzava and in English as you'll see. Today is Monday, March 23rd, 2015. The winter is finally kind of letting go. Um, you probably didn't hear this if you're a podcast listener. If you're in the audience, then you did. But, um... I'm finally over a really disgusting cold, so I'm not going to be making gross nose noises the entire time. <laughs> like that, that me and John had to painstakingly edit out because I didn't want anybody to throw up listening to this show. So I'm really excited for that. That's pretty awesome. As always, I want to thank uh, Juicy.com for being the internet co-host of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible. Thank you, Juicy, and everyone there. You guys are awesome. Um, just some, a little bit more housekeeping. So there are only, we're episode 30. After this one, there are only three live shows left in the books of Exodus. We are almost done with Exodus in just a year, which is awesome because it took two to do Genesis. Um, once we finish Exodus after June, uh, we're going to break for the summer because I have to actually translate the next book. Uh, and then we'll be back in October. So that's going to be really awesome. So just if you're listening to this on the internet, get ready to not listen to it for a few months. And if you come to it live, get ready to stay at home and be really sad because your favorite Bible comedy show doesn't exist. Um, but let's talk about... No, no, no. But there's still so many episodes left and some awesome guests. The next show... Uh, is going to happen on April 27th at Beauty Bar right here at 7.30 p.m. with Shalom Dean, uh, the author of a new memoir about uh, leaving uh, the New Square Jewish community called All Who Go Do Not Return that comes out tomorrow, uh, March 24th. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. But that's not important because we have a guest right here. Are you guys ready to meet your guest? Yeah. This guest, well, all I can say about her is that her first name is Katie. Her last name is Lazarus, uh, and she is the host of a really amazing interview show called Employee of the Month that happens at Joe's Pub. Give it up for Katie Lazarus! Yeah. Katie, first thank of all, you. thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. There's going to be a little bit, I wonder if this is going to be picked up by the recording, uh, but I am unwrapping this gift that I'm going to give to you. Do you like to drink coffee? Or tea, or... All of the above. Awesome. So this is going to get a lot of use. This is the official uh, Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible bu mug that was wrapped in bubble wrap. The bubble wrap is yours to keep as well, so you can take <laughs> so it I home. So I can stomp on it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on the subway and make everyone's day. I have to say that the, the, your mug, Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, I didn't even know I wanted this, and now that I have this, I realize how much I wanted it, so I, thank you. I feel like that happens every month. Thank you. <laughs> That's all. I'm really excited to have you in the show, but I, I wanted to, well, I, I have a list here. Uh, it's John Stewart, Robert Smigel, Reggie Watts, Ilana Glazer, Abby Jacobson. These are all people whose toilets I've used. 
<laughs> no, these are all these are all some of the amazing guests who have been on your show. How, this show, tell us a little bit about it. Um, so, Employee of the Month started because um, I couldn't get a job to save my life, <laughs> and I found out that I was like okay, I can get these informational interviews as long as I don't ask the person for a job. <laughs> so um, I started interviewing people that I loved and admired, and um, from that came the live talk show, and then I was like, you know what, I better share these with more people, and so I started a weekly podcast as well. It's a really awesome show, and you have like such an amazing range of guests. I tried to keep them Jewish in this list because this is sort of a Jewish themed show. It's not I, hard with the show. I guess either, right, anyway. it's true. There are many, many Jews. You seem to know a lot of really cool people. Reggie Watts snuck in just because he's awesome. I'm sure um, that some. I mean, he has a Jew fro. Let's yes, be exactly. <laughs> I know we took the word, but that is a Jew fro. <laughs> Um, I, I did a little bit. You, you, one of the things that I really like about the show is that you do an incredible amount of research on the guests, and you seem to know a lot about them before you come very prepared. So I did a little bit of research about you. Uh, this first thing I just saw in your bio online, so it's not that much research, but Lewis Black once called you more, billion, more brilliant than she'll ever know. How does that make you feel? Um, it's like a lovely comment from someone who knows me really well, so it's, oh, it's super sweet. That's um, really nice. I think he also calls me Sisyphus, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just really liked it because, to me, it's kind of an, it's, it's like a, a, a tautology, or it's like this paradox, that once you think you know how brilliant you are, you're more brilliant than that, so you're just going to keep, your head's going to spin. That's how I feel. <laughs> um... This is another thing that I hope I got right, but in 2007, you wrote a story for the New York Post called Rent a Rabbi about a program Aish was running that would let you hire a rabbi to, in your words, get religious with you anytime, anywhere. <laughs> What's the weirdest place you've gotten religious? <laughs> Outside of the back of Beauty Bar? <laughs> Good answer, I like that. Speaking of, speaking, so speaking of religion... Uh, I like to talk to my guests about their religious background before we get into the reading. What is yours? I mean, how did you grow up? So I am 100% Jewish. <laughs> and I say that because somehow my parents sent me to incredibly Christian schools where I um, rang the handbells at chapel. I was um, taken care of by a Catholic nanny who um, baptized me just in case. Oh, boy. <laughs> and um, had an aunt and uncle who... Um, would bring me to their meditations with their guru. So <laughs> That's pretty Jewish, though. <laughs> Ultimately, it does all feel very Jewish. Yeah. But um, at the time, I very much knew I was Jewish. I also grew up where I was a minority, and at the same time can see both the beauty and hypocrisies in um, all of the religions, not just the monotheistic ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that, that's your background. How, how do you... Do you do you consider yourself religious in any way these days? I, I do. I consider my first of all. I see Judaism as an ethnicity, a culture, and a religion, and I shy away from saying someone is more religious. I can say that they are more devout in terms of their rituals. Okay, but um, I think that sometimes that assumes that so and so is closer to God because they. Um, where it's seat seat, or they um, ask someone else to push the button in the elevator, yeah. and um, you know, or to light their joint, or to light their joint, yeah. which happens. I mean, I can't tell I've you how seen often that, ha oh, gosh. that happens. It's like, and really? you guys should be careful because really? it can lead to fires. So. <laughs> oh God! Oh boy! <laughs> guys, guys, smoke detectors very important. 
Um, so I, I definitely um, feel so strongly connected to Judaism, but I feel as strongly connected as a um, Jewish people in terms of ethnicity and culture mm-hmm. as I do in terms of religion. Cool. Um, do you... So you don't... Um, have, have you read? Was the that inter- another fire question? Or no, it was. Like <laughs> yeah, we were going to go down a weird path. No, and I by was, the way, I was actually referring to the fact that I was in a fire when I was um, four years old in Colorado, okay. and they immediately thought it was these stoners. <laughs> oh, no. And so, sorry, that was a very, very inside joke. But I lost my stuffed animal, and I didn't find my parka. So That's like some, bitter. Sometimes I'll just break out impressions <laughs> of my my like elementary school principal, and it's just an inside joke with myself, and yes. nobody gets it. I'm like, really? You don't know where my brain. Or come on. I was like, everyone's like looking at me, and I'm like, no, no, no. we were in Colorado, and I was like a stoner, and I learned about drugs. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you go to shul, and I was like, why? Why would I ask that? Alt shul. <laughs> um, that's a minion. Sorry, guys. Okay. This is a real. Alt shul. Go to Brooklyn okay, now. Cool. Clearly not. Um, I do. I go to shul regularly. No. Um, but do I? Do I go um several times a year? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, have you ever read the entire Bible? I mean, we're about to read just a short, very uh, strange section, but have you ever read this book? Not only have I never read the entire Bible, I haven't even read part of the Bible. <laughs> did you have a bat mitzvah? I did have a bat mitzvah, and okay. my, my Torah portion was um, bestiality. <laughs> so I should say, I should that back up. I have, I've, read, I've read sections of the Bible, but I, have, I certainly have not read it in full. Well, of what you've read, what do you think is your favorite story or something that stands out or a character that sticks with you? Outside of learning about bestiality? Outside of bestiality. I know everyone really identifies with that. <laughs> Who is a character I identify with in the, <laughs> the Bible? Um, Abraham? Okay. <laughs> you sound very sure. Well, because it's a really thoughtful question. I'm like, I have to. I don't. I can't pretend that I identify with any of them, but mm-hmm. I certainly um, feel both daunted by um, many of the stories and that, like, okay, we've been handed these commandments, and we need to like do something really thoughtful with it. Or, um, what do you do when you've been stoned by someone you love? You know, yeah. there are issues that I take to heart. Yeah, that's tough. So Abraham, <laughs> we've got one more really serious question before we get into the silly Bible reading. But do you believe in God? Do I believe in Yahweh? Do you believe in Yahweh? Um, I definitely believe there is something larger than ourselves out there, and I'm I'm not sure what to call it. But I there there is something um, that goes beyond science, and I'm I'm not sure what to call it. But I certainly believe it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love when people tell me, like, I'll pray for you. I was going through a very hard time, and people would say, I pray for you. And I thought it was just the most beautiful thing in the world mm-hmm. um, to keep me in their thoughts. And so um, I certainly value um, what God offers so many. Okay, very interesting. I, I think there's something to be said for, like, I mean, there's so much in, in the way religion works about, like, not naming God or the names of God. And I think part of it comes from the inability to describe whatever it is we're trying to talk about. And I really think that that exists. Whether there's a God that wrote all this junk, I don't know about that. But these are some interesting stories. Speaking of which, are you guys ready to read the Bible? Okay, let's get into it. This is uh, Torah, a loose translation, book two, names, section eight, command. Chapter 76, in which God tells Israel to leave a light on for him, Exodus 27.20 to 27.21.
command the sons of Yisrael. <laughs> they said I could use different voices. You can, you can. Command the sons of Yisrael. All right. Command the sons of Yisrael to use pure pressed olive oil. So if you watch Rachel Ray, I think uh, extra virgin olive oil is evu. Um, so pure pressed olive oil, I guess, is pee poo. I just have a question. First yes. of all, <laughs> yes. how did Rachel Ray enter your mind when coming up with a way to understand um, olive oil as pure press? Um, <laughs> this is... Over Mario Batali or over, I don't know. I think, thank you. Um, I've read so many recipes that just abbreviate this as evu that it just popped out to me. And also the ability to make a joke that includes both urine and poo. <laughs> while reading this section was something that I cannot let go of. I thought that that was very sophisticated of you to stay away from a virgin joke because you yes. didn't even put the word virgin in. No, 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 no. We stayed very far away from that. When talking about olive oil, I think that's the most important part. Is your is... olive oil a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. My olive oil is such a skank. Command the sons of Israel to use pure-pressed virgin olive oil when lighting the eternal flame. Mm. Yehovah said, Yehovah said to Mo- Moshe, Aharon and his son should set the fire in the tent of assembly just outside the curtains that covers the testimony from evening to morning before Yehovah. So they call it an eternal flame, but it's not really eternal. It's more like a daily flame. I, I, it would be weird if they call it the eternal show with Jon Stewart just because it happens every day. I hope that you're going to use that song, um, Is This Burning? <laughs> Let's put it in. Debbie John. Gibson? No? <laughs> Guys, come on. <laughs> this is an eternal decree for the sons of Israel for generations. I guess we fucked up that one. That's chapter 76. <laughs> chapter 77, in which we learn about men's desert fashion. Exodus 28.1 to 28.5. You, Jehovah said to Moshe, Get all up in your brother Aharon's grill and also the respective grills of his various sons. They're going to Kohen to me. Sorry. Aharon, Nadav, Aviu? Aviu. Aviu. Um, I always say Eliezer, but you prefer El- I prefer El- Eleazar. It's my Eleazar. father's name, and I, I would get in big trouble. Let me, let's do it all over okay. <laughs> so I don't want to um, say anything incorrectly. You, Jehovah said to Moshe, <laughs> get all up in your brother's Aharon's grill. And also the respective girls of his various sons. They're going to Kohen to me. Aharon, Nadav, Aviyu, Elazar. 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 Let's do it again. Elazar. Okay, let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> Elazar. Um, you, Jehovah said to Moshe, get all up in your brother Aharon's grill. And also the respective girls of his various sons. They're going to Kohen to me. Aharon, Nadav, Aviyu, Elazar. And Itamar? Yeah. The sons of Aharon. Make holy clothes for your brother Aharon for honor and for magnificence. Which are the only reasons to make clothing. And you, talk to all the wise hearts I've filled with the spirit of wisdom. You know, the artsy kids. They'll make Aharon's clothes to holy him up so he can cohen to me. These are the clothes they'll make. A breastplate. (laughs) Weird. A vest, a robe, a checkered shirt. Aharon's a hipster. A turban, a girdle. And you're about to hear detailed descriptions of how to make each one. Here we go! (laughs) They'll use turquoise, crimson, and purple yarn, linen, and gold to make holy clothes for your brother Aharon and his son so they can cohen to me. By the way, Fashion Week Sinai has terrible parties. (laughs) 
There's no water, let alone booze. That's chapter 77, chapter 78, in which God describes his ideal vest. Exodus 28.6 to 28.30. Thumb. <laughs> They'll make the vest out of gold, turquoise, crimson, and purple thread, and twisted linen. Of course, because as has been already established, those are all the materials they have. It must be made by a smart person. Mm -hmm. It'll have two shoulder pieces, one on each side. Which is where shoulders are. <laughs> so it can be connected. Make the vest strap with gold, yarn of turquoise, crimson, and purple, and twisted linen. Do you have to keep repeating that part? Yeah, we can probably <laughs> skip it in this reading. Anyway, the, word, the Hebrew word for strap is chashev. Uh, while searching for the correct translation for this word, I discovered that one possible translation is the phrase curious girdle, which I think sounds like some kind of sex swing. Take two shoham stones and engrave the names of Yisrael's son on them. Six names on each stone in age order. Okay, God. Make it like a smart engraver. This is like your grandmother asking you to design a flyer for her. Make it smart. Engrave the names of Yisrael's sons inlaid with gold like a signet ring. Put the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the vest as memorial stones for Yisrael's sons. <laughs> Aharon will carry the names before Yehovah on his two shoulders as a memorial. It's a very heavy memorial. I like this. Make gold inlays and two chains of braided pure gold thread. Make two them thick. Put the thick <laughs> chains on the inlays. God likes it thick. Make a breastplate of judgment. That sounds like... <laughs> yes? Isaiah <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> 11 <laughs> make a breastplate of judgment have smart people make, just breastplate is just such a funny word it's such a bizarre <laughs> I don't know how it's, it's a plate it's pretty much like that, that big clock that, that Flava Flav carries that's a, that's, okay, yeah. that's a bre we should call it Flava Flav's breastplate <laughs> Just like picturing like my grandmother walking and being like, I got this new breastplate on sale. You know, it's an accessory that has really gone out of style. We need to bring back the breastplate. Make a breastplate of judgment. <laughs> Have smart people make it like you did with the vest. Make it gold, yarn of turquoise, crimson and purple and twisted linen. Make it. Okay. It'll be four doubled. <laughs> sure. Its length is a zeret, and its width is a zeret. Set four rows of stones in it. You have to tell me when I'm pronouncing a word incorrectly. I don't. It doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> I, I think pronounced zeret so is so many incorrectly. Z I feel every, no, everything's been totally correct, but I don't really care how to pronounce zeret. I feel like people are going to be so offended. They'll be okay. They'll okay. get over it. <laughs> Maybe I can just pronounce it with a Spanish accent. Yes. One row, carnelian, topaz, and smaragd. That's the first row. So these are all the weird <laughs> rocks that they put in the breastplate. The second row, carbuncle, sapphire, and emerald. The third row, jacinth, agate, and amethyst. Yeah. The fourth row, beryl, onyx, and jasper. So those, uh, would you be surprised to find out that the names of these gemstones vary widely across translations? Uh, it's almost as though it's impossible to accurately recreate this thing, which is interesting. Inlay them in their settings, placed over the names of the 12 sons of Israel. Make all 12 of them like a signet's engraving, a stone placed over each name. Make thick pleated chains of pure gold on the breastplate. I feel like I'm like channeling Martha Stewart to the best <laughs> degree that I can, where she's like, do this, some, something that no one would ever you wake up and do. You have a beautiful breastplate. 
Make two gold rings and put them on the two edges of the breastplate. Slide the two chick thane. <laughs> I didn't mean to be sexist. Um, make two gold rings and put them on the two edges of the breastplate. Slide the two thick chains into them. Yeah, slide those thick chains through those holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put the other ends of the two thick chains and two settings on the shoulder of the vest on the front. Yeah, put those thick chains on the shoulders. Make the two gold rings and put them on the two inside edges. Put two other gold rings on the vest shoulders under the front part near where they're joined above the vest strap. By the way, it was at about this point that I started questioning my commitment to this whole thing. Connect the breastplate from its rings to the vest strings with a turquoise string so it is secured to the vest. (laughs) And enjoy the rest of your flight. Aharon will carry the names of Yisrael's sons over his heart in the breastplate of judgment when he goes to the holy as a constant memorial before Yehovah. Put the Urim and the Tumim <laughs> in the breastplate of judgment so they'll be over Aharon's heart when he goes before Yehovah. Didn't we already just say that? Yeah, we did, but the Bible repeats itself a lot. Um, nobody knows what the Urim and the Tumim are. Um, presumably, they're like something that prophesies the future. They are now going to be the names of, like, two preschoolers I'm going to meet in Park Slope. <laughs> Aharon will carry the judgment of the sons of Yisrael over his heart before Yehovah forever. Or until he dies. That's chapter 78. Woo! Flying through this weirdness. Chapter 79, in which God describes the rest of his spring 1446 B.C. collection. Exodus 2831 to 2843. Make the vest robes completely turquoise. Finally, fuck crimson, gold, purple, and twisted linen. We're going full turquoise. It'll have a hole for the head in the middle. I should hope so. Make the edge of the hole woven like a coat of mail so it won't rip. Make pomegranates of turquoise, crimson, and purple yarn. God damn it. All around the edges of its skirts. Okay, this voice is seriously irritating me. It's bothering yourself. Oh, I can't handle it. Okay. I was like, where am I? And I was like, oh my God, it's a bridge and tunnel. This is the Bible. Um, this is the Bible. This is the Bible. No bridge and tunnel in the Bible. Put gold bells inside them. Golden bells and pomegranate. Golden bell 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 and pomegranate. On the skirts of the robe all around. So um, these instructions are really confusing and repetitive, partly because they contradict each other. First it says put the gold bells inside, then it says swap them off one after the other. Rabbis have argued for centuries over what they actually mean. Some say the bells go inside the pomegranate, some say alternating. I say who cares. When Aharon serves, he'll swear this vest so you can hear the noise it makes when he goes in and out of the holy before Jehovah. So he doesn't die. <laughs> so for real, apparently, the story goes that Aharon and the high priest uh, would, would go into the holy of holies. Um, and if he died, the bell would ring and people would nose and they'd drag his body out. On Yom Kippur. Very gruesome. I just didn't, I can't follow that. No. (laughs) The only thing you can do is describe the glistening plate. Done. (laughs) Is it really make and glistening plate? No, uh, that's a typo. Okay. Mike, Mike a glistening plate of a pure gold. Hold on, we're going to say that all over again. (laughs) Make a glistening plate of pure gold. Carve 
holy to Jehovah, and it's like on a signet. Sell it on QVC. Put it on a turquoise string on the front of the turban so it rests on Aharon's brow. When the sons of Israel bring all sorts of holy gifts and sanctify them, Aharon will will the carry their inequity. Will carry their inequity, sorry. Will carry is... their inequity. Much more importantly, how is he going to rest this on his brow? I know that we're Jewish and we're furry, but I'm, <laughs> I mean, like, whose brow is that big? Listen, this is, uh, you know, this is thousands of years ago. They had bigger foreheads then. This is Aaron we're talking about. Aaron will keep the plate on his head at all times. So the nation's inequities <laughs> will be accepted by Jehovah. Okay, this is totally a prank at this point, right? Oh. You'll wave the shirt in a lattice linen. Have a color weaver make a girdle. Make shirts, girdles, and hats for Aharon's sons. No pants. And do it all before sundown. For honor and for magnificence. No pants. Not a sentence. Nope. Dress, I'm just going to correct the grammar. Yes. Um, the Torah is terrible grammar. Dress your brother Aharon and his sons with all these clothes. Oh, they couldn't dress themselves. Anoint them. <laughs> Sanctify their hands and make them holy. They'll cohen to me. Sure. Make linen shorts for them to cover their penises. It's okay. It's okay. I'm really, I'm, I'm really, really mature. It's what it says. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's just funny to read. Um, <laughs> they should go from the hips to their thighs. Aharon and his sons will wear them when they go into the tent of assembly or when they go to the altar to serve in the holy so they do not carry iniquity and die. And, you know, to support the balls. It'll be an eternal decree on him and his seed Ugh. after him. Oh, God. Ooh. Okay, that's chapter 79. I can't... Oh. I can't believe it's all... I can't believe it's all already about IVF and, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. saving his seed. Saving his seed. They have to have linen because it lets it breathe. You don't want them to get sterile. It's yeah. really important. They have to continue the priestly line. That's all we've got time for this week. Join us in a couple weeks for the next installment released on Thursday on Juicy.com and Friday everywhere else. And remember, you can talk back to me on Twitter, Facebook, OMGWTFBible.com, OMGWTFBible at gmail.com, and Instagram. If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. The next live recording of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible will be at Beauty Bar on April 27th with Shulam Dean promoting his new book, All Who Go Do Not Return, about leaving a very, very insular Orthodox community in New Square, New York. And don't miss a show, because next time, in the Bible. Then throw the blood all around the altar. Just oh. for fun, guys! <laughs>